0: This episode of Juice Guru Radio is brought to you by Try Best, making healthy, living easy, and our new book, Juice Guru, transform your life by adding one juice a day. We've got that and lots of prizes at juicegurubook.com. Pick up a copy, get over $100 in free gifts, plus your chance to win a Try Best lifestyle package that features juicers, blenders, dehydrators, and more. Check it out at juicegurubook.com. Well-
1: Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak.
0: Hello and welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. Welcome back for another episode. On today's show, we've got Dr. Gabriel Cousins. He's joining us for a special episode about... What are the benefits of juicing? Is it that good for us? Why is it that good for us? We're going to find out that and a lot more with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. So sit back, relax, have a juice, have some tea, have some water, and we'll be back right after this with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Here's another Juice Guru approved product. Hey there, Juice Guru tribe. Here at Juice Guru, we've tried a lot of juicers. The one we've chosen as our absolute favorite for the last three years in a row has been the Try Best Slow Star. Order your own Trybest Slow Start at the Juice Guru Tribe discount by visiting our website at juiceguru.com. Trybest Slow Start makes healthy living easy. Get one today. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host Steve Prusak. It's great to be with you and on today's show. Like we mentioned, we've got Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Rabbi Gabriel Cousins is the author of 13 internationally acclaimed books, including Conscious Eating and Spiritual Nutrition, among other classics. Known worldwide as a spiritual teacher and the leading expert in raw, live, plant source nutrition, Dr. Cousins functions as a holistic physician, psychiatrist, family therapist, and cutting edge researcher on healing diabetes naturally. The New York Times calls him the fasting guru and detoxification expert. He holds an MD from Columbia Medical School, a doctorate in homeopathy, and diplomas in Ayurveda, clinical acupuncture, and holistic medicine. Let's welcome to the show right now, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Well, Steve, I'm very
1: happy to be on your show. It's actually really good timing after this recent article in the New York Times showing a high level of ignorance about fasting and
0: how to detox dr cousins you know you're an advisor to juice guru so for us to come to you with this article published april 20th 2016 in the new york times called fancy juice doesn't cleanse the body of toxins we'd love to dive deeper into this article and the misconceptions we're also going to have a link to the article under today's show notes so everyone can see what we're referring to here but when you come across an article like this and we'll dive deeper but what are your initial impressions
1: well, my initial impression is I am impressed with the ignorance of the author, <laughs> and not that doctors are ignorant people, because that's not really the, the truth, but they are uninformed about research and evidence that's since the 19th century. I mean, if we look at one place where I studied fasting, um, the your Clinic, They've probably done more than a million fasts since the 1900s. It's like, this is in Germany, and then there's very famous fasting clinics in in Europe as well, in uh, Sweden and so forth. So people have been getting great results. We're just talking about health. I'm not talking about fasting for spiritual reasons. That's not what I'm talking about today, but just for health. So their uh, conclusion that fasting doesn't do anything, it's just nonsense, is serious nonsense, but let's talk about it with some, like, understanding. So there was a recent, uh, you know, I think it was done about 10 years ago. It was a study uh, that was kind of, I believe, co-op, you know, run with New York uh, Medical School and uh, a group of environmentally active people in Point Reyes, that's in Marin County, California. And they basically found that people literally had a very high level of toxicity. Somewhere along this, they found that people had about 280, uh, that the average child born today, now that's a little bit separate research, in its blood, cord is 287 toxins. That's, that's a lot of toxins. When you see an article like this saying, oh, oh toxins are, you know, just a metaphor, they're, they're nonsense, okay? And the body can clear them, okay? Now, even though you have the truisms, oh, the body can eliminate waste and toxins, that's true a few hundred years ago when we weren't overwhelmed and pesticides and herbicides didn't exist and we weren't having chemtrails and we weren't having heavy metals, and we weren't having uh, pharmacological drugs. Yes, the body is designed, but it wasn't designed for the load that it's having now. So it's kind of like very ignorant statements ignoring reality. Now, the thing that's really interesting is 180 of these toxins are carcinogens, and 217 of them are neurotoxins, neurotoxins being that which attacks the nervous system. Well... That's a lot of toxins, and it may explain why cancer is, aside from suicide, the leading cause of death among teenagers, children 15 and less. This is not an accident when we realize that 180 of these uh, 287 toxins are carcinogens. So first thing that's really wrong with this article is they ignore the fact that toxins really exist, okay? Um, Then the next question is their belief that there's no good scientific evidence that a juice cleanse or any other food for that matter is particularly relevant to removing toxins if they exist. Um, uh, And I quote, uh, without getting personal with their names, it's, a, it's the vague talk of toxins that reminds doctors of leeches. Now, we have to understand that toxins are well-documented. It's, it's like it's all throughout the literature. So all we're talking about is ignorance. Now, I can't commend doctors for, for, for saying, look, I don't know about it. I haven't studied the literature, but they're not talking that way. They're talking as experts. Now, there's a, there are different levels of fasting and different lengths of time. And what we're looking at is, I'm going to use the word bowel toxins. It's a little bit different than uh, lead, mercury, cadmium, and so forth. Uh, And uh, again, certainly we we have ample evidence that this is going on. When I was the mental health director for uh, Project Head Start in Sonoma County, we did a lead screening test on everybody and They were shocked that all the kids had lead, and some kids had toxic, you know, intense emergency levels of lead in their system. A lot of resistance. People didn't want to hear that, but that is what is, and it's kind of like that. But but what I want to first talk about is a different kind of toxin, which is what I call bowel toxins, Okay. And this has been, again, well documented, and I'm going to say American Medical Association doctors. It's not new information. Um, and it comes from what I'm going to say uh, unhealthy bacteria, and particularly from a high-protein diet, okay, which creates proteolyzing, putrefactive defective bacteria, okay, which convert to a lot of toxins. and Here are the toxins we're talking about, just so we know that they exist, they are real. Indole and scatol, which are metabolites from tryptophan, phenol, which is a metabolite from tyrosine, and hydrogen sulfide, which is a sulfur product, you know, breakdown of a protein which has sulfur in it. So. These things really do exist. Now, in 1917, again, this is not new information, two leading AMA doctors published research that showed that their names were Satterley and Eldridge cited 518 cases of mental disturbances, including mental sluggishness, dullness, and stupidity, loss of concentration and of memory, mental incoordination, irritability, lack of confidence, excessive in use of worry, exaggerated introspection, hyperchondriasis, phobias, depression, melancholy, you know, delusions, hallucinations, suicidal tendencies. Okay? And they were able to heal all these by clearing the bowel toxicity, which is really what we do when we do a fast that includes enemas or colonics. Okay? Uh, and in 1928 the word auto-intoxication was used. Dr. H. H. Bullocker, okay, said it. Quote, it's, it's now uni- universally uh, conceded that auto which is what we're talking about, is the underlying cause of an exceptionally large group of symptom complexes. In 1933, okay, Dr. Anthony Basler, a professor of gastroenterology at Fordham, and, and also uh, New York Polyclinic College um, and a few other places said, every physician should realize that the intestinal toxi- toxemias are the most important primary and contributing causes of many disorders and diseases of the human body. And he uh, reported on 5,000 cases, okay, which is a lot including sciatica, low back pain, muscle aches and pains, were cleared up when uh, intestinal proximity was healed. Now, these are important statements made, you know, literally over approximately close to 100 years ago. So we do know that AMA doctors actually knew about these things. Maybe that knowledge got lost. It certainly wasn't taught to me at Columbia Medical School uh, in the 60s. But it was there, and that's what I want to emphasize. So when we have these kind of articles, they're talking without any basis of the real history of this, Then it's very confusing to the public. And I would say this is a form of disinformation um, for a variety of reasons, um, which, are, which are political reasons, which I don't think is appropriate for our discussion. But in hardcore reality, the German fasting clinics, uh, teachings out of Europe, particularly Sweden. One of one of my mentors, Pavel Aurora, were very aware of toxins and how juice fasting was a very specific remedy. Because they're basically saying, "Oh, oh, uh, juice fasting is well, it's good for building up vegetables. You know, you know, good to eat vegetables, but not really getting the power of juice fasting." Um, for, detox for detoxifying. Now, I'm just going to run through the toxins a little bit more in depth, and I will tell you, I've actually done research on this. In the early 80s, when I began doing juice uh, fasting, I said, well, let's see. Let's see how true this is. So one of the most important uh, bowel toxins is indican. I-N-D-I-C-A-N, okay? Uh, and basically... It's been widely used as a measure of intestinal purification, and I found that basically after six days, so I measured the end of kin, um, in about forty fasters' urine during the fast. By day six, it was all gone. So, in a sense, I uh, just confirm what had preceded me that yes, yeah, fasting does remove toxins. Okay, and I think that's the important thing. So, uh, and again, we get rid of the putrefying bacteria that grow on a high-protein diet that also contributes to that. And I'll mention, um, you know, ammonia is uh, one of the big problems, and, and, and increased ammonia in the blood does ca- cause increased neurological symptoms. And we know it as hepatic coma, but it's mental disturbances, tremors, altered EEG patterns, and so forth. Clostridium pharyngent interotoxin is in bile toximity indol, toxemia. Indole, which is a, a, comes from tryptophan, breaks down, okay, and it does break down into indikin. Phenol, which comes from carbolic acid, which is comes from tyrosine. In putrefaction, it breaks down. Scatol, which is another one, though, Uh, Scatol is a bot toxin that antagonizes acetylcholine and potassium. Now, it's actually much more important because the research by the Russians has shown that uh, in some classes of schizophrenia, they have a six-time higher, uh, five-time higher rate of six-hydroxy scatol, and when they fasted um, schizophrenics. On water, uh, they, they, they after 28 days, uh, the, these people with this form of schizophrenia, which was about um, a lot of what we'll call incurable schizophrenia, they cleared. Huh. 65% of the incurable schizophrenics returned to normal mental functioning. Now, that's a pretty clear statement. We can't pretend that didn't happen. This was published information. Wow! But then what they found is that if they went back to eating meat and went to a meat-based diet that produces scatol, which is where meat comes from, they would have relapse. Okay? So, they were able to measure this when meat was introduced, people relapsed, so they understood that, gosh, you know, you've got to be vegan to make this work, you know, to sustain it. So that's Complete refutation of this article in the New York Times. Uh, straightforward, point blank. Hydrogen sulfide's another one. A, uh, a byproduct of protein decomposition uh, and it's pretty poisonous. And, and, and it causes weakness, nausea, cyanosis, things like that. Neurine, which is N E U R I N E, it's formed from Uh And that's uh, 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 extremely toxic to animals. Uh, Aminoethylmercaptin. Again, it it drops your blood pressure. Puchycine, cadaverine they kind of speak to themselves, uh, but it's also from the breakdown of tryptophan. Tryptamine, okay, raises blood pressure. Histamine, tyramine, you know, and it can raise blood pressure. But the big point, Okay, which is really what I wanted to say, is toxicity exists, it's treatable, and juice fasting is a safe, easy way to do it. Now, I also crack uh, uh, about 26 different toxins that even in live, food, you know, live fooders, because our environment is so toxic that they had uh, generally on the average 23 out of the 26 toxins I tracked, which are pesticides, herbicides, um, you know, DDT, that kind of thing. Uh, and what what I found is that when people fasted, and, and uh, they were able to eliminate a significant amount of these uh, chemical toxins. So we know fasting works both for the putrefactive toxins which most everybody has um, and also to eliminate that 287 uh, toxins that are babies are born with okay so we know the toxins exist we know that we have a uh, fasting is an extraordinarily simple way to um, get around the issue uh, and to eliminate them and so, my results are completely uh, in alignment with previous researchers, back to you know Sadler and Eldridge, uh, the great fasting clinics that are medically you know medical fasting. Well, you know, and uh, at the Tree of Life, we work with fasting more for uh, physical, but also as a, a way of 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 uplifting. Of people's uh, spiritual awareness. I call it a slowing uh, to reconnect to our holy rhythm because that is what happens. We create a, a normal, healthy homeostasis. Um, we we know that fasting activates and feeds the spirit. This has been talked about for five thousand years. Um, mentioned seventy four times in the in the Torah. Not this is not new information. In um, it basically wakes us up. It's a powerful form of self-healing. It works by enhancing the vital life force. The vital life force then empowers the cells to fill out the toxins. In today's world, um, we're facing so many toxins from radiation to all these pesticides, herbicides, you know, GMO, glycosates, and all those things, which do cause toxicity in our toxins, um, we can get those out of the system with rational fasting. Now, I also want to say that fasting react reactivates the pleasure center. So people, once the bowel toxins are out by day six, seven, really begin to feel uh, uh, terrific. So for me, fasting is like di- di- dining, And the forces of nature, not a deprivation. It activates our light body, which is the doorway to our cosmic body, and brings us into a space of divine silence. Of course, you have to kind of meditate. You know, the way we do fasting here, you know, which is a group process. You know, we're 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 meditating twice a day, and 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 people are doing a variety of meditations so that that door opens, and people, and this is important, begin to reconnect to their souls and begin to love themselves enough to want to heal themselves, which is the real power of fasting in the way we do spiritual fasting, which is not just the physical. But I want to also mention, you asked one question, but I want to go on a little bit if that's okay, um, that there are some real general symptoms of uh, bowel and bowel, and intestinal toxemia. Classics are fatigue, nervousness, GI problems, poor nutrition, skin manifestations like acne, endocrine imbalances, uh, headaches, arthritis, sciatica, low back pain, allergies, asthma, all kinds of ear, eye, nose, and throat problems, cardiac irregularities, pathological changes in the breast. Okay, they've all responded to cleaning, you know, getting the biotoxins out. Uh, Allergies are one of the most frequent symptoms. Asthma, uh, you know, they've known since 1912 when when Dr. Alan uh, Ustis, uh, medical doctor uh, at Tulane, reports 121 cases of bronchial asthma, relieve by eliminating the intestinal toxicity. I mean, this clearly happens all the time with fasting. It's just like it's going to happen. You know. I, I I mentioned today. You know, people have uh, you know a lot of muscle pain and aches and and uh, basically all this clears with the fasting. Arthritis is one of the big ones that improve, and cardiac arrhythmias. They just had someone in today. You know, it's been repeated fast and and basically all her cardiac arrhythmias are gone, you know, and even though the basic um Titan, which is a basic physiological book we all study, he said toxic conditions of the heart can cause arrhythmias. And Dr. Basler, who I mentioned earlier in nineteen thirty three, reports hundred percent success in limiting such heart irregularities. Okay? Caused by these, you know, things as she clears up the biotoxicity. toxicity, it goes on and on. You know, thyroid disease, epilepsy, senility, uh, and as they say, uh, breast pathologies too, fibrocystic breasts. Got a hundred percent results with this. What's the point? Toxins and bile toxins, two separate classes, are not a metaphor. They're they're not. Talking about leeches sucking out poison, which is just nonsense. They are real. Periodic fasting for at least seven days, a few times a year, helps the body get rid of them. In fact, it's the most important thing we can do, the most simple, the most natural thing we can do to deal with the over amount overwhelming amount of toxins in our environment that didn't exist a few years, a few hundred years ago when oh yes, your liver and kidneys could well, that's true. The same nonsense is when doctors give advice, oh, oh, we get adequate nutrition in our food. Well, it's just not true. Everybody has some deficiencies because the emotional, mental, and environmental stresses are burning up our nutrients at a rate that has uh, never been experienced before in the world, okay? And so for me, fasting is the elegant medicine of the present and the future. In this increasingly toxic world, and that's really our teaching. That's why we have these spiritual fasts of the tree four times a year, and we have year-round fasting. People come for a one-week fast, two-week fast, three-week fast. You know, and they'll be monitored by the medical staff. So you know, we're set up to accommodate people. But you know, they come to the meditations. They're part of a bigger. Uh, experiential program, which which is part of the secret of you know,
0: holistic fasting.
1: So that's my short answer to your question.
0: There are a couple of other things in this article. Relations. Go ahead. Yeah, there are a couple of other things in this article that I'd like to discuss. Just that because to clear up. Um, well, one of them, I guess, relates to what you're saying right now. Because what they're saying here is. And I don't know if they're talking about a mucoid plaque in the intestines, but they're saying stool is actually beneficial to the lining of the colon, and the idea that it's somehow poisonous and toxic is misguided. And in fact, that they're they're uh, some doctors are even tapping Wait, into. Why are they saying that? Uh, that's in this the same article. In this article? Yeah, at the very end, under the uh, Paulo Alberto.
1: I got the article.
0: And they they say that some doctors are actually using the stool from healthy people into the guts of sick people. So like this idea about colon cleansing, they're talking about which herbal remedies and things like that. And same kind of thing though. They're saying that to say that, that the built up plaque, and I guess that's what they refer to with stool lining the colon. No, but,
1: but I will mention, here's what we're talking about is that they have found, you know, that they can, take a a stool sample from healthy people and it contains all the healthy bacteria. And people take it, okay, uh, into their system and it brings healthy bacteria into their system. And it it helps uh, them competitively inhibit um, the putrefactive bacteria. So the idea is that you need 85% of your bowel uh, bacteria to be healthy. Most people are, have a lot less than that, and that's why you get the biotoxicity. So what they're saying, and this is a practice, okay, it may seem strange. It's, to me, it's a little extreme, but the fact is a, pr, uh, a stool from a healthy person, as they describe it, actually has all these bacteria, and they're planting. It's like taking acidophilus. They're planting the healthy biobacteria. Somehow, my article doesn't have that, but okay. Does that make sense what I just said?
0: The other thing...
1: and That is a practice, you know, but that's an extreme practice when people are very, very sick and so forth.
0: The other thing I want to bring out, and both doctors in this article talk about, they do agree that juicing is not a bad thing and that juice, you know, to get the nutrients any way possible, but there is one thing they bring up and, you know, the idea that chewing is just as good as juice and one of the doctors warns that juice should be thick and contain all parts of the fruits and vegetables, including the fiber. So here we're going into the territory of some of these infomercials that blending is the same as juicing. Um, and he even goes on to say, I'm not talking about some thin watery juice. He acknowledges. He, so he's, he's saying that if you juice, he's not, I don't think he's even recommending juice. He's recommending blended foods. If we're going to include all the fiber and right. what do you, what, how do we answer to that? Because... Well, it's pretty simple.
1: Uh, you know, a blend in your food doesn't have the detoxification of uh, juices. Now, how come? Well, there are several processes, okay? When you juice, you're concentrating this material a lot. So the juice has a, a very high vital force energy, which energizes the cells to release the toxins in the first place. Second, uh, the juicing sets up uh, versus the fiber, a, both osmotic and diffusion energies that actually pull the toxins uh, out of the blood into the bowel. But the fiber doesn't do it because it doesn't create enough of a, a let's say a healthy differential. Uh, fiber is good, but juicing is a totally other pro- other uh, you know process which is designed. Uh, to go things going from higher concentration to lower, and when you take the fiber out, you're creating a lower concentration, therefore, you enhance the power of osmosis and the power of diffusion. The rule, the law basically with diffusion is things go from higher concentrations to lower concentrations. So, that's really the answer, you know, in terms of the straight chemistry discussion.
0: Yeah, it's just disappointing to see. New York Times doctors leaving out such important information when making claims?
1: Well, you know, what we're talking about is people who don't have a background, they don't understand the AMA doctors You support all the bio, you know, understood about toxins, all the research that's out there. So they, you know, so they fundamentally, this author asked people who, who really didn't have a background and they just didn't have the courage to say, I really don't have a background in this. I'm speaking out of just ignorance. I wasn't trained in this in medical school, which uh, at Columbia, I can tell you, we were not trained in any of the, these issues.
0: You're listening to Dr. Gabriel Cousins on Juice Guru Radio with Steve Prusak, and uh, we're going a little longer today in our episode, as you've noticed, and we're cause- it's it's always an honor to have Dr. Cousins on. We're providing cutting-edge information that you're just not going to find anywhere because a lot of this is hidden, and we, we love getting this out. Dr. Cousins, this is interesting because my wife and I were interviewed on a radio show the other day, and it was for a, a health network. And it was interesting because before our segment— the host was talking about how excited she is about her bone broth soup and that she's going home and having the bone broth soup. It's been in the the crock pot all day. And this this new thing is all the rage. It's a few
1: thousand, but it's a few thousand years old. It's not like exactly a new thing.
0: Oh, okay. I would love to uh, address this because I know there's some – high-profile marketing going on about this, and a lot of people have been asking us about it, and we'd like to know your thoughts on the bone broth soup diet.
1: So I have to talk about it from a, you know, a vegan point of view. Whose bones are those? Okay, that first question, okay? Second, bone has the frequency of that animal, okay? Right. So what you're getting is you're, you're taking in a lower frequency you had to kill some animal to get it. Okay? So, from a vegan point of view, this is not such a good thing because the, the teaching I give is we want to eat in a way that upgrades the web of life on the planet, not downgrades it with the energy of death. So you're taking this bone broth uh, soup, but you're also taking the energy of death into your system. And one of my... Uh, Teacher Swami Prakashananda uh, said it very eloquently. When you kill an animal, you create pain, misery, and fear. When you eat that animal, that, you take that pain, misery, and fear into you, and it comes out in terms of disease. Now, that being said, this is the big picture, the small picture is uh, people are very mineral deficient. Uh, in today 's world, in 1936, the U.S Congress agreed that 99 percent of Americans were mineral deficient. So you certainly are going to get some minerals in this. You certainly are going to get some levels of life force, but you 're certainly going to be highly mineralized as a result of that, and that is the problem we 're facing today. Now, can you get around it? Absolutely. No problem. We have all kinds of ways to build up our mineral function. For example, selegit, which which is an, you know which is a that comes out of the Himalayas. It's got fulvic acid in it. Now, fulvic acid is a huge molecule that specifically helps people pull minerals into their system. Okay, so that's important. Second is a lot of people have trouble because they have low hydrochloric acid and therefore they can't take in B12 folic acid or many minerals, particularly calcium and magnesium. So again, you know, uh, you're taking something like that you're going to have the calcium magnesium you need. So there is no problem. But what it does point out is people are indeed deficient in minerals. So what's new? We knew that in 1936, the U.S. Congress. So how advanced knowledge is that? Now, there are lots of ways to, to, to go around it. One way is the bone broth. So I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying this is, from a vegan point of view, it really undermines elevating the consciousness of life on the planet. And it does point out, yes, people are mineral deficient, and there are lots and lots of ways to easily remedy that without having to kill
0: an animal. From a nutrition standpoint, though, so when we hear that people are getting benefits from this... And spiritual...
1: yeah, well, they get benefits because they're mineral deficient, right? You know what? If you're protein deficient, you're going to get a benefit of eating meat. Can you get better protein? Sure. Spirulina, chlorella, blue green algae. There's all kinds of vegan protein. People are just in their mind associate, you know, you know, your bone broth, or you got to eat meat to gain protein. It's just not true. You know, meat, fish, and chicken. Meat, fish, and chicken are sixteen. 16- Something eighteen percent assemblable. You take something like uh, your blue green algae and your chlorella; it's ninety, at least ninety percent assemblable. That's better than eggs at forty-four percent. So you have all these complications. Now there are other things. You know, the research is going showing clearly, and this is newer re- research. But in eggs, a hundred percent. I used to think eighty percent, but new research: a hundred percent of them, you know, are are have. Um, different bacteria that are pathogenic in them. Wow. Like have salmonella in specific. So you've got to count that your bone broth, you know, unless you're boiling it forever, but the bacteria kind of get through that too, is going to have some pathogenic bacteria. So anytime you're dealing with animal products. Now, the third thing, fourth thing, we do organic to farming as a Tree of Life. Why do we do that? Well, there's no bone meal get the word bone meal. There's no blood meal, and there's no manure. What does that mean? GMO-free. GMO-free. So in your bone broth soup, you are going to get, you know, a higher potential of not only certain bacteria, but GMO. So it's a bone GMO soup. So, you know, we make choices. I think John Robbins in one of his books said 96% of the pesticides and herbicides come from animals. You know, because they're higher up in the food chain. So we're, we're pulling out all those things. They don't go away because you boil it, you know, or whatever you're doing with it. But people feel better because they're getting the minerals they need.
0: Fascinating. Well, you're listening to Dr. Gabriel Cousins here. Dr. Cousins, can you tell us what you've got going on at the Tree of Life? And if anyone wants to find out more, it's treeoflifecenterus.com, and we're going to have a link to that under the show notes. Yeah, you can
1: just go drcousins.com, drcousins.com. Really, really, really easy. It gives you everything you need. It's easy to remember my name.
0: Drcousins.com.
1: So, we have a lot going on. We, we, one of the things we have going on is, I'm going to call it the wellness seminars. It's a week-long thing. We'll be discussing, you know, why organic, organic uh cuisine. We'll be talking about conscious parenting, which is my newest book, to help and support parents in the whole vegan process that you can really have healthy vegan kids. They're in the top one-third of height and weight, which is a pretty good statement. They're doing better than two-thirds of the population in terms of health and, and so forth. That's an important little piece. We'll be a whole day on uh, vaccines, because that's a big topic. Neil Miller, a world expert, will be speaking. People will be exposed to uh, the uh, some of the acupuncture uh, concepts, uh, And I'll be talking about the mental health, the psychopharmacological problems, and how to restore the uh, addictive brain and really how to build the brain. I'll be talking about how to become my approach for 90% 90 depression-free for life. So we have a lot of interesting things. And, of course, my favorite topic in the health area is diabetes. So... How do we go back to the natural ways? Our, 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 my last book on Cure for Diabetes, I noted in the study of 120 people, 61% of non insulin dependent diabetics were healed in three weeks, which is unbelievable. 24% of insulin dependent in three weeks, and, and a lot more after, but we just limited to three weeks. And unbelievable, unbelie- double unbelievable, is 21% of type 1 diabetics were healed in three weeks. And healed means a blood sugar less than 100, you know, over a period of time. So um, it's kind of exciting. People are really getting powered on all these levels and, and, as well as the spiritual program that's about. So that's one thing that's going on. Then we have our spiritual fasting, which we have one beginning about May 7th. We have it four times a year, but people can come here anytime and do what I, we call kind of fasting detox. And then we have a psychospiritual spiritual program uh, called Zero Point, and then we have a whole course in conscious eating, how to prepare the food. We have one on conscious gardening, how to do organic, veganic farming. That's really important for people to learn how to do this. Animal-free, no blood, bone, or manure. And then we also have a scene gathering, which is in July, uh, starting July 10th. A three-day gathering to train people, kind of integrating, you know, more emphasis on the spiritual aspect. So we have a lot going on, and then we repeat the cycle in July and again in August. So there's a lot
0: happening. Great, and the website again is drcousins.com. We'll have the link under the show notes, Dr. Cousins. What's your favorite go-to juice? Wait, Can you share with us the recipe for for the uh, what goes into your favorite juice?
1: Well, I have juice every day. Okay and it's green. I don't put any fruit in it. Now, what kind of green juice? Well, it usually has a base of, of you know, uh, the cucumber or celery and then whatever green juices are available at the time. You know, uh, wh- whatever vegetables are there from our garden. Because I only want to get food from our garden. Awesome. Yeah. Come in. You see what I mean? So it's like it's like my base is a celery or cucumber or both, but I don't have a fixed thing because in in, in reality uh, the truth of the situation is I'm going to get what's fresh from our garden, pick that day. That's my and I will put sprouts in it too, but it's always green. I don't put a lot of food in,
0: in it. Fantastic. Dr. Cousins, thanks again for joining us on Juice Crew Radio. We'd love to have you back, as always. Um, definitely, we don't want to wait another year this time, though. So thanks for joining us.
1: Steve, I'm very happy to be on your program. I really appreciate the good work you're doing. You're getting it out to a lot of people and you know, helping people wake up, which is extremely important at this time in history. Really, really, really important. thank you for your good work.
0: Always an honor. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. This is Steve Prusak. We'll see you on the next edition of Juice Guru Radio.
1: Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.